episode six. Let the best man win. It's over, but we are just getting started here on Bel Air Post Show Recap. It's me, Chappelle, and we are back again to talk about Bel Air. This, uh, look, we're doing this thing a little late in the week. I'm sorry, you all. So, uh, we, we're doing our best here to get these episodes out. Hopefully, we can get the next one out sooner than later. And uh, with me to help me make sure that that happens, my co-host, uh, Puya. Puya, what's up? Hey, we're having ourselves a bit of a reunion. We haven't talked to each other in a minute. But that's, you know, that, that's the problems that comes with uh, being busy boys. But... We make time for each other, and we're doing that right now in the form of this podcast. I'm happy to be back and to talk about episode six. Yeah, we are busy, and we are hustling all the time. And so we got a lot of, uh, you know, similarities to this episode, I guess, because uh, there's some hustling going on, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, of course, we want to thank y'all for listening to Bill Air, a post-show recap, and subscribing, and leaving all these kind reviews and ratings, and make sure that they're five stars so that we know that you are uh, wanting us to see your feedback. Because again, if you don't use five stars, how am I going to see it? So make sure you do that. Uh, stay tuned uh, to our feed, you know, as we wrap up the season. I believe it's like probably four more episodes left. And so uh, after that, we'll be uh, gone for a while. And so uh, make sure you tell your friends, family, and all your, all the people who you know watch the show to check out what we're talking about here on this post-show recap because it's been a good time. And I know how much you love Puya and I. So, um, yeah, make sure you keep that in mind and check us out and uh, tell your friends. Puya, what you think about the episode? Honestly, honestly, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. My favorite episode of the season. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Um, I liked it too. Uh, it 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 was fun. It was light. There wasn't a lot of drama. We got to learn a lot about the family. We saw. I mean, it was a little drama, but it wasn't so bad. And then we got the resolution to the Jeffrey storyline. And I know we've been waiting on that for quite a while now yeah i've been waiting i've been waiting to get some some jeffrey movement and that was really the the main movement we got here in this episode everything Mm -hmm. else was pretty much confined to the house which i was not mad at and uh you know i'm a sucker for a reunion so this this worked out real nice for me yeah uh this was a good one so uh we will take a brief break and then we are going to come back in just a moment to talk about the episode so stay tuned right after this okay Puya, it's a family reunion and that's a good thing for me i love a family reunion uh Puya, do, do, is, does your family do this is this something that is very familiar to you this is something that is familiar with my childhood. I mean, obviously, now that I live in North America and my entire family lives in the Middle East, um, mm-hmm. I have not been a part of this for a minute, but I long for it every now and then. But I have lots of memories of situations just like this, cookouts, barbecues, reunions, hangouts, activities where I'm like, yeah, I'm clearly the young boy here that has no idea what he's getting into everyone else a tattoo competitive card games that i wasn't allowed to play at because i was too young and then i got too old and moved away and i couldn't get involved but i want to i want to you know beat an uncle in spades i want to do that i want to take on my cousins and and make them hate me i'm ready i've been ready my family is all here and i think i don't know it feels like the family reunion might be i won't say extinct but they're just not popping like they used to. You know, um, I think with social media, it makes the world a lot smaller. And so you feel like you don't have to um, 
wait once a year to do one of these big reunions, mm-hmm. right? Because you, because you're always messaging somebody, always commenting on Facebook statuses. So, do you really need to be like have a reunion? Even I know my my senior class, we had a ten year reunion, and probably thirteen people probably went and it was at a nightclub randomly because everybody felt like they had already seen each other. And I graduated from a class of like 575 people. Damn. And so, yeah. That's... And like 13 people went to the reunion <laughs> uh, at this, um, I'll call it a bar called Carrington's. If you uh, are from Houston and you, you know that it is uh, an interesting place, but um, to say the least, I didn't even make it to the reunion. And I had always watched TV and thought, Oh yeah, I want to be there, be there. But ultimately, there was nothing they were going to tell me that I didn't already know from social media. So I, I feel like the family reunion is kind of going that way, too. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, my family hasn't had one in a while. Puya. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like it's a combination of both the social media age. We are way more connected, like not connected necessarily, but we have way more access to each other than we used to. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the days of landlines and, oh, well, my mom can't call my aunt because I'm on the Internet using up the dial up. So she, the landline's busy. That's no longer the case. You can message people via 18 different ways. WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Twitter DMs, iMessage, regular message, like there's and then you know skype zoom like there's so many ways you can contact people that i think and also you can call multiple people at once you don't have to do a one-on-one you can do a conference call a zoom call can hold like hella people i think it's that and i also do agree with you i think that um if you live in the same vicinity same area as your family they're a lot less likely to it's a lot less likely to happen if uh you know you pass that once a year situation whereas i feel like for me um Back in the day, obviously, a lot more. And then uh, the last time I experienced something like this would have been in the mid-2000s. And I had gone to Sweden to, uh, you know, spend time with my mom's family. And they all live in Sweden, but we don't. It was like us and one other auntie who lived in uh, in England. So Mm. we pulled up for the summer and, you know, they want to make sure we're all together. So I feel like we, us being there, made them all do that all summer long. But then other than that, I do think that um, not being from the same, but being in the same area does change things. I mean, think about it with us, right? Like when mm-hmm. these live shows happen for these for these podcasts that we we are a part of, we'll all try and plan it together, make some time. All right, we're going to be there three days or three. Okay, let's make sure we're all like somewhere close. All right, where are we going for lunch? We're doing that. But if we all lived in the same city, I think we would see each other more, but it would be less quote special of like a whole occasion where you're booking off like entire three days with people yeah so what you're saying is we need to get t-shirts i think so t-shirts and then you know wristbands yes the whole nine yards sounds about right so i i totally agree um this episode you know the banks are having their family reunion and there's a lot going on and viv is learning to play spades uh for the occasion uh, because Uncle Phil does need a partner, but he also needs Viv in a lot of different ways. He needs her to go do some running for him. Uh, you know, his mom's coming to town, and she doesn't want to stay at the Four Seasons, so she needs to get picked up. He's got a lot going on setting up for this big occasion because for him, uh, the family reunion is a big competition. Uh, but he's putting Aunt Viv to work, and she's happy to to help him. But later on in the episode, she does find out uh, from Uncle Phil about um, well. I say from Uncle Phil, but she she saw that he was getting calls from Erica, um, who tried Uh-oh. to recruit him. Yeah, who tried to recruit him for that job. And we we speculated about 
what was behind the scenes with that? What was going on? Because you could tell there was something there, and we find out that the two of them uh, might have had something going on in college. Yeah, I don't think that was a shocking reveal. I think we that was I think that was one of our guesses was that they had some sort of entanglement at the very least at some mm-hmm. point. So that does come to fruition in this episode with a confirmation. Um, this spades tutorial. I feel yeah. like you and I have been not tasked, but we want to teach one of our friends to play. And it's been a couple of years. Now that I think about it more, do I really want to introduce her to the, to the world of that is spades? Oh, Mari, Mari just, I, my sister, she, I just, I, I'm so disappointed in her. I, she, she just ain't got that dog in her when it comes to the card <laughs> games. And, and that's okay. We can't make everybody viable, but I just can't have her out in the streets messing up and playing bad and reneging and all kinds of stuff. And or then table talking. Yeah. Table talking. Cause then you go, you're going to embarrass me and people going to think, because I know you, you're a reflection of me and that I taught you that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I really need to make sure that she on point just so people know that over here, we good for you. So I think next time we are all reunited for one of these podcast reunions, we got to bring the cards. That will definitely make it happen. Worst cases. We teach her. She's not good. We The next time we see her, we Just bring her off. a t-shirt that says, was not taught by Puyo or Chappelle. That way right. when she plays, there's proof that we had nothing to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. The spades is a big deal here. And we'll see a little bit of more of that later on in the episode. Um, because this is a very competitive episode, Puyo. We have Will and Carlton uh, who are preparing for the re- reunion. And Carlton is literally lifting weights to prepare for it. Carlton <laughs> got ejected. I didn't realize he was that ripped. Yeah, he's built. He's built. You know, you know, you can hide a lot behind a sweater vest. Like he's really <laughs> looking good. Yeah. And all of this is to beat his uncle and his cousin at, you know, random games, touch sack races football. and spades. Yeah. Right. Flag touch, touch football. football. Yeah. It's getting real, Booyah. It's this is a lot. I'll tell you this. Of all the for me, all of these family hangouts usually consisted of eating, playing cards, the occasional soccer game. Mm-hmm. Not be, nothing beyond that. Touch football is is a lot. Yeah, I, was, I believe it's a flag football, and I think for my um, my family was definitely we we will pull out the football. That's going to happen. Um, <laughs> the basketball as well. Uh, if there is a soccer ball, we're gonna find something to play. Uh, I think when I was little, I remember kind of vaguely somebody doing a sack race one time. And I was not about that. Like life. a potato sack race? Yeah. And I think it tried, they tried it one time and all the kids were like, absolutely not. But <laughs> one thing that my country ass family going to do, we are we like to fish, Booyah. We're going to be out there. Yeah. We we out there early before the sun come up because be, it, that's when it's coolest. And then out there all day. So while all this is going on, I mean, even the fishing is a competition in my family. Dude. So I have a fishing story. I have one fishing story. So one okay. time. I was in Iran and I've not really visited, you know, the motherland that many times, but mm. I was maybe 10 at this point. And we had gone to a different city north of the country that I had never been. We were staying with people I had never heard of, but my mom knew them. You know, it's like your, your mom always knows somebody. So I went into someone's house. I'm like, oh, your auntie. Cool. All right. Auntie number 85. Cool. Um, so her husband was like, I'm going fishing in the morning. Do you want to come with? And I was like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. And Ooh. for fishing as bait, he was using fresh bread that we picked up at the bakery that day, that morning, like 5 a.m. This is fresh Ooh. bread. When I tell you, 
I did not eat breakfast because I slept in. Like I slept until we left the door. Mm-hmm. Dude, I ate all the bread. We had to come back home. Dad, you <laughs> ate all the bread. <laughs> yeah, I, I ate all the bait. We we had to come back. It was it was an L. It did not work out. That's but a fireable offense. <laughs> it looks fun. I I do I do want to say fishing does look fun. I've never liked to fish. I mean, I like the, I, you know, it's an obligation, but the older I got, I realized, oh, if you're drinking, everything is fun. So yeah, I'm good fishing now. <laughs> I put my headphones in, um, eat a piece oh, of that's candy, the dream. have a drink. Yeah, just chill. Um, good. I'm an OG now. I'm not one of the kids anymore. Um, but these two kids, Will and Carlton, are also in competition because Carlton, um, he had thought that will and him had a agreement about will kind of stepping down from the founders award race but will will kind of wants to get in he thinks this is his ticket to a d1 school and throughout this episode um he's kind of battling with his idea that he wants to do this he think it would be good for him but he also doesn't want to trigger carlton's anxiety uh or make anything tense with him because if they go back to the first season that attitude they had toward each other Puya, i don't think the show is watchable anymore no, it's going to be very, very tough to to go through that again. And I definitely feel like, you know, they the show really wants us to know that this was Doc's influence, that um, mm-hmm. Doc is the one that said, hey, maybe maybe reconsider this. And uh, when he tries to bring it up, it's not really looking good uh, to start yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And it, Carlton pushes back against it, but eventually he kind of just takes the 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 stance of this is you just trying to show me up again. Whatever. Fine. Do whatever you want to do. And I was like, dang, Will, you know, you in my mind, Will really doesn't need this that bad. Uh, Carlton honestly doesn't need it either. I'm sure they'll both be fine, you know, trying to get into college on their own. They seem like perfectly good students or whatever. Carlton's a, a great student, student by the president, all this other stuff. Like, I don't think this is something that you should be fighting over. So I was happy that Carlton kind of stepped down because ultimately – you could just beat Will at his own game, you know? And so, I mean, if you're not confident in yourself, just say that. But he does feel like Uncle Phil might not be confident in him either. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing, right, is that he – Carlson has some insecurities for sure. The show has portrayed these very heavily. But I do think that, you know, having more competition in the house now and now, you know, Will is coming into his turf and already I feel like Carlton has kind of – tapped out on the yeah well Will's clearly the athletic one of the two of us he's you know I'm a lacrosse guy but his basketball stuff's like more deep for him oh now you're coming into my turf I don't love that that is not ideal for me so it it's something that it's going to be hard for you to wrap your head around you know what I mean at the time especially I feel like I would have had similar feelings when I was younger Oh, yeah, I'd have told Will to kick rocks, but then also, or my ego would have kicked in and I would have told him nothing and I would have just tried to beat his ass um, <laughs> in, in the competition, of course. Of course. Um, so Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil are talking about the whole Erica thing, and eventually they talk to Jeffrey about uh, what exactly has been going on with Jeffrey snooping around. We, we know that they have the uh, office bugged. They go ahead and tell Jeffrey, hey, what you doing, man? You, you looking for Frederick? And Jeff is like, yeah, I yeah um apparently there's like this there was an adoption Aunt viv and uncle phil made the adoption happen but they they also know that um they know where frederick is but later on jeffrey ends up telling will that uh Aunt viv and uncle phil were sworn to secrecy they can they're not allowed to tell jeffrey by his words by his standards he um, made them promise yeah yeah where frederick is and so 
Um, this does not sit well with Will, who also kind of realizes that Jeffrey has been snooping around. And after talking to Carlton, he, it is confirmed that this is about Jeffrey's son. So, of course, Will takes it upon himself to go and talk to Jeffrey about it. And I, I was thinking the whole time, like, Will, mind your own business. You don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah, you're being very you nosy and you have no idea what the end result of this conversation is. I feel like you don't know for a reason. Mm hmm. But and, hey, I'll say this. I'm happy he poked his nose in there because I think he was the push that was needed. Yeah, yeah. Because after Will talks to Jeff, it's one of those things where uh, Jeffrey already knows what Will wants. He's, he's he's pretty savvy. And he tells Will everything. You know, he had a kid, uh, but he also was running with the, the wrong crowd. Very similar to Will. He was a hustler as well in the gang, um, which... I was kind of surprised to hear. Like, I knew Jeffrey had, you know, a tough background. I thought maybe military or something. I was not thinking gang affiliation in London, uh, but that's what's going on here. And with uh, Jeffrey being in a tight spot, he called his own version of Uncle Phil, like his his little his savior or something in this moment. And they made that stuff go away. But Jeffrey also went away. He he came to the United States to get away and let his family, his um, I guess his baby mama and their child. Uh, kind of live without the stress of, you know, the the life Jeffrey had made for himself and the enemies he might have made, um, only to find out later on that Frederick's mom, uh, Jeffrey's baby mama, could not handle uh, being a single mom because of, like, you know, the weight of just trying to make ends meet and stuff like that on her own without Jeffrey. And she ended up giving uh, Frederick up for adoption, and Jeffrey hasn't seen him since. Yeah, very chilling story here to hear to to hear Jeffrey go through all this. I will say though, I definitely thought more, you know, gang uh activity or just, you know, alternative intelligence as opposed to military intelligence is based off the the lack of stealth with this man snooping <laughs> around this office not realizing, yeah, there's cameras in here. Wouldn't he have set them up? That's the thing that bothers me. You're you were head of house affairs. Wouldn't you have been the one to set up all these all the footage? You would know that there's stuff going on. Uncle Phil went behind his back, man. The moment Jeffrey turned around, he went in and, and put the cameras in with the night vision on them so that he could see what Jeffrey was doing. Um, but yeah, this is it's it, yeah, it's very sloppy to be military. So yeah, it 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 does lean more toward, you know, maybe something a little bit more off the books. Um, but you know, Jeffrey came up with this uh, this plan because he doesn't want Frederick to like he doesn't want to explain this to Frederick. Right. He doesn't know how Frederick's going to look at him. He doesn't know if he's going to forgive him. And so he's always kind of just put that fail safe in where I, I don't want to I don't ever want to pursue this, you know. Um, but this does not sit right with Will. We know Will has grown up in a situation where he wondered who his dad was. And later on, he found out that his dad, Lou, uh, was a piece of trash. And so because of that, um, he now, you know, kind of and, and honestly, a lot of this is because of Will, because it was the, the, the conversation about Will's parenting that led Jeffrey to even bringing up Frederick, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so Will is kind of like, Jeff, come on, man. Gee, you gotta go. That's your son, and he wants to know you. You know, he would rather know the real you because you're kind of great, as opposed to whatever story he made up in his head. And so, Puya, I think we're gonna get a lot more of this storyline throughout this season. I think so too. I definitely think that we are going to, in some way, shape, or form, see the son 
I don't know what capacity that could be, but I have to imagine that's going to come along here. And I absolutely love the way they told this story because I do think when Will is hearing Jeffrey's story, in his mind, he's like, oh my God, this is another Lou situation. Only I know I'm looking at it from Lou's perspective, not from my perspective. And I know this Lou. This Lou was great. This Lou was incredible. This Lou mm-hmm. would be a terrific father. So I want him to, I want him to give the have that courage to actually want to talk to his son because again, Will is the person who can relate the most to the son. His, you know, he wanted to know who his dad was, and no one was giving him answers and it was frustrating. And at least this way now, I think he has some form of closure having met Lou. And, you know, whether it worked out or not, by the what we saw, he was not happy with the Lou he got. But at least mm. he knows what the Lou is. And there's no longer that mystery. Um, we like mystery. As humans, we love a good mystery in our yeah. in our entertainment, in our TV shows, in our whatever. But I know he's he, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want mystery in your life like that. Like just lingering the what if forever. No. Yeah, and we know that Jeffrey and Will are very, very close. And so it makes sense for Will to be the one to be pushing this um, because, you know, the two of them are the only two people who are in the house that are not Bankses. Uh, And this is the Banks family reunion. So there's a ton of Bankses in this house right now. And so uh, he, Will and Jeffrey, you know, we even see them together when Jeffrey is giving Will the rundown of who all the people are. All the aunties, all the cousins, all the, you know, everybody, he's giving this rundown to Will and it's very clear that they're close. So by the end of the episode, we see Will going to Uncle Phil and then Viv saying, we got to help Jeffrey out. And like I said, I'm sure four more episodes left this season. This can't be the end of this. No, there's no shot. There's no shot. This is, this was literally the main storyline that moved in this episode outside of the uh, Founders Award stuff. This was like the main one for me. So I have to imagine we're going to see some kind of payoff. This can't be the end of it. No, not at all. And so um, Grandma Banks is here, you know, and Viv had went to go get Mama. And yes. we see where Mama Craw comes from, you know. Um, she's a such a granny, such a granny in this role. And she's played <laughs> by Anna Marie Hosford. Uh, are you familiar with this actress? Yes, I've seen her in a lot of things. I do enjoy yeah. her quite a bit. She's one of those, like, she's in everything. And I, I know her most vividly from the Wayans Brothers. But I had no clue this woman was 75 years old. She literally I, looks the same to me. She does not yeah, age the day. Like, I figured, you know, they probably, you know, she probably was dressed a little bit more matronly because they were trying to make her seem like a granny. But 75 years old? There's no way. I would have lost that bet 100 times out of 100. Yeah. I yeah. hope I'm, I'm, I'm looking like that when I'm 70-something. Man, I really me, do. Me too. Um, and this is this is like you know this is my up my granny's alley. This woman brought her own uh, greens on the plane across the country to <laughs> to from the deep south to her uh, to all the way to California just so they could cook them. Like I just don't think you're supposed to transport greens like that. But it's a grandma. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. She ends up asking uh, uh, Hillary and Ashley to help clean the greens. And here we learn three things, William. We learn one, uh, Hillary helps Uncle Phil cheat in the family bake off. Two, Ashley is the caretaker of the old people. And three, things have gotten icy with Jazz and Hillary. Puya, what exactly is going on between the two of them? Because Hillary doesn't seem to think anything is wrong. Um, Jazz left the benefit last episode, went home, turned on Marvin's room, and didn't leave his <laughs> damn house. 
this insecure right boy <laughs> just sat at home and was like, no, nah, this top like draft pick, he was was dating her and he didn't. T- she didn't tell me. And now he's back and I can't compete. I'm shorter. I don't have that kind of money. It's like, Jazz, first of all, we were telling you to stand up. Now mm-hmm. I'm telling you to get out of bed. What are you doing? You won. She's with you, you dummy. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Jazz, jazz, jazz. But but, but more importantly, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. See, that's why I say defund (laughs) women. Defund women because women with birthdays, they're the worst ones. And Hillary has a birthday, so I'm sure she's one of the worst ones. This woman talking about, I don't understand what's going on. Hell, Puya, even Ashley knew what the hell was going on here. When Ashley knows, you know you're in trouble. I, you know, yes, I'm telling Jazz to to stand up and like get out of bed, turn off Marvin's room, turn off Drake, just just you know, put something upbeat on. But at the same time, Hillary, you brought like the most perfect man in the world into this party, which is fine. That part's fine, but you've already dated him. So immediately anyone that you are with is going to direct compare themselves to this man. So gonna make things a little awkward now again does jazz's behavior warrant it i don't think so i don't think jazz should be out here full ghosting like this but hey it's his move i i i don't know what would you do this if you were in the issues would you be jazz would you be ghosting i really wish i could say i wouldn't uh i just (laughs) i'm so fragile (laughs) yeah like jazz i'm just saying you could do better you know we don't have to stay here man we could go somewhere else (laughs) i i understand i get i get it but damn hillary you had to call that man you know you could have you could have told me or something beforehand and be like just just a heads up you know but she did reach out to him and which is wild behavior because now that she's reached out to him, he's just floating around the family. He even gets invited by Uncle Phil to the family reunion because Uncle Phil's brother is in town and Uncle Phil's brother's name is Julius. He has a, a son named uh, Kyle, um, I think. Yeah, Kyle. And the two of them are very competitive. So competitive that when it came time to discuss you know, this year's flag football competition, Uncle Phil called LaMarcus in as the ringer. And this is a party foul. You just. Oh, what, yeah. This what is, is what, messed what, up. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, Hillary's, if Hillary's looks could kill, he'd be dead. And honestly, it'd be what he deserved because what the hell is this? Yeah. First of all, I'm all for competition. Okay. But man, Uncle Phil was trying to finesse a lot of these events in his favor with the pie with Hillary cheating on the pie test. And then also trying to get a full ass football player to play flag football on your team is ridiculous to me. Yeah. And the worst part about it is that the family loves this man. I, they come in, granny is like, Hey, Lamarcus, like, what's up? What are you doing? Well, yeah, throughout the entire episode, I just knew Jazz was going to walk in the house and I was going to fall onto the floor and die. I was waiting for it the whole time. I was like, Jazz going to come in. It's going to get awkward. And he's going to like, you know, it's going to be like she's going to say to somebody, no, he's amazing. I I adore him. And then when you least expect it, Jazz pulls up and sees this event. Now, that didn't happen. But here's what I want to talk to you about, Chappelle. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think if if Lamarcus was not in this episode, I wouldn't have put out this notion. But okay. I'm gonna put out this notion. I'm worried they're not gonna last. Oh. Oh. I'm worried they're going to get to a breakup. I'm worried Jazz and Hillary's story is going to end up going sideways. Okay. I, I could see that. You know, it'd be very quick to give them just this, you know, amazing love story. You know, you kind of want to draw us out a little bit longer. It's only Someone's got to be happy. Damn. Like, no, none of these relationships are going to work. Someone's got to be, like, in a good relationship. I mean, there's still the Marcus and, and Hillary. You know, uh, by the Ooh, end of the episode, <laughs> but look, by the end of the episode, he's telling Will, "I'm here. I'm here. I I, I know that I, I'm somebody who's all in. I'm with my with my competition." And him and Will kind of relate on the same level of that. Like they both played sports at Bel Air. They both are trying to. I mean, Lamarcus is an a pro, a pro, but Will was is trying to do that stuff as well. They see eye to eye, and he's telling Will, "Yeah, because of that, just my nature." I'm getting Hillary back. That's happening. And he's telling Will, who is Jazz's best friend, Puya, again, I could have fell on the floor. Yeah, and I don't know how I could handle hearing this as the close friend of the other person who's dating the person you're saying you're going after. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate that Will had to hear that, but also this is my new Reed Broderick. This is my new enemy. I don't want LaMarcus around Hillary. Keep him away. Yeah, dude from the Umbrella Academy. I see you. Or Sparrow <laughs> Academy. Whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I see you, dog. Chill out. Um, because Hillary does go to him initially and say, What are you doing here? What's up? You gotta cut this out. And he's telling her, I don't have an agenda. Stop it. What are you talking You're about? Being silly, Hillary. Yeah, crazy. You called me. I was just here to come hang out with my frat brother and my, you know, old good old Uncle Phil. He's giving her the bedroom eyes while he's saying this. Nobody believes you, Lamarcus. Um, you know, I kudos to Hillary for trying to keep this at, at bay. But by the end of the episode, I saw her phone and she had sent Jazz like at least 10 messages. The, the blue, I talk about double texting. She has been hounding him all day. Yeah, which is why I'm mad at Jazz because Hillary maybe has realized her faults and is messaging him. And he's out here doing the ghosty, which, listen, ghost the first message, ghost the second message. At some point, you have ghosted too many messages, and that is not going to fly. It just will not fly. You can miss two calls. You can miss eight hours, but you can't miss six calls, 24 hours, and, and 50 messages. You just cannot. That is you saying, I'm not interested. She will move on. But clearly, you're not moving on. So pick up the phone, Jazz. Yeah, and this is very weird timing, Jazz. You know this uh, NFL player is in town. <laughs> Why are you risking this right now? You know, if you if, – okay, you must want to be single. This isn't just a regular, like, oh, tantrum. You know, you're not just upset. You are leaving the door wide open for her to walk right out of it into the arms of the prior love of her life. You know, you, yeah. you just started dating her. Are you really going to do this? You are at home listening to Marvin's Room by Drake, feeling <laughs> your feelings. Meanwhile, Drake is at the reunion saying, I'm just saying you can do better. Tell I mean, me, have you heard that lately? Like, have you? <laughs> certified lover boy in the building. Like, he's going to take her or try Jazz. is what he wants. Jazz, are you drunk right now? Are you drunk right now? <laughs> Get your ass out the bed, man. What's going on? Um, so, 
Another competitive moment, you know, not the LaMarcus and Jazz competition or the Will and Carlton competition. This is the, the main event. This is uh, Julius, uh, Uncle Phil's older brother versus Uncle Phil, and Kyle, uh, the son of Julius, and, um, you know, uh, versus, I guess, Carlton in a way. But these two brothers, uh, Phil and uh, Julius, they are the typical older brother, little brother. They are arguing, they're bickering, they're vying for attention, and they're vying for attention in every way possible. Anything to get the edge over somebody else, they're going to take it. Like you said, Uncle Phil is cheating. He's blatantly cheating at, uh, the, in the contest. He brings in LaMarcus for a flag football competition. It, uh, you brought in a pro, a pro football player for a flag football competition. So Uncle Phil's not exactly being honorable here either, but Julius knows how to get the spotlight back. He knows he spent a lot of time with his mom because he hasn't really left their uh, their city. You know, he's still around. So it's kind of got that fan favorite thing going. Mm-hmm. Uncle Phil has the money and he has the home field advantage. But Julius is other people, you know. And so uh, he's able to sway them in different ways. He kind of takes over the prayer when they're praying. And uh, he takes over other, like the speech moment. Uncle Phil does a speech. Everybody claps. Julius does a speech. They clap louder. And he's constantly talking about all of his accomplishments including the coolest thing I've ever heard. I mean, this man started working at a car dealership and ended up owning a bunch of them uh, and becoming like the most, I don't know, I think he said the most successful black car dealership owner or something like that in that area. And he did it from nothing, Puya. Mm -hmm. He did it from nothing. Actually hearing the story of the two brothers and how their dad was with them was fascinating to me because they're both success stories that are vastly different. One is the more traditional success story of college educated, took that, went, got, started a pra- or started working in practice, got a practice, da 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 da. Then you've got uh, the brother Julius, who's self made through and through with no college. And not that uh, he didn't want college, but their dad was like, hmm, college is more Phil's thing. So, no, you will not go to college. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because he says college is Phil's thing, but Julius obviously has an eye for business. And so maybe some business classes he probably would have been really keen on, you know, but oh, yeah. his dad didn't really even give him a chance. And so Julius is a success story in his own way. And he does not hesitate to remind everybody of that. He even brought in the, you know, family reunion T-shirts. And honestly, it's not a family reunion if you don't have a T-shirt, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we love to coordinate my family. We all going to wear the same color, all going to wear the same shirt, something or other. And then you got to spice it up your own, on your own to kind of make it your own. Um, and and his, all his shirts have his, basically his sponsorship information. It's advertising the, the car dealerships. <laughs> it's talking about his accolades. But this man has done all this on his own. If he thinks that this is a good idea, it probably is. We, I'm not questioning this man for, for advertising his business on here. No, why not? Why not? You know, flex on them a little. Because here's the thing, right? When there's two brothers, when there's two families coming together, and one of them is Phil Banks of the Bankses in this big-ass Bel Air mansion, you know he's successful. You know he's breaded. But I like that uh, Julius was like, you know, let's not forget my accomplishments because I've got some accomplishments here. They might not be as flashy as Phil's, but my God, am I doing my thing? Hell yeah. Also, if you made the shirts, you should be allowed to put some advertising on it. Otherwise, the other person could have done it. So if, if Phil wanted advertising, he could have made the shirts. He didn't. 
Yeah, he did it. And he kind of, again, he let Julius kind of slip in mm -hmm. and get the upper hand on him here. He also gets the upper hand on him in the baking contest. So Uncle Phil uh, submitted the hot pie summer uh, <laughs> uh, pie in his pie contest that we know Hillary made. And then uh, Julius submitted his pie. It comes down to a stalemate, like literally five versus five. And Hillary, who made the pie, has to break the tie. And Puya, she completely tanks it on purpose. I loved it. I love it. In a battle of petty, I like Hillary hitting Uncle Phil with, well, maybe you shouldn't have brought LaMarcus here now, huh? Take mm -hmm. this. Take that. I love it because it also evens it out. You brought a pro football player to play the flag football, you lose the pie contest then. Earn it in one place. You can't have both. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, one more point for Julius. Um, and Julius is taking this very seriously, and a lot of that is trickling down to his son, Kyle. Throughout the episode, we just talked about, you know, a second ago, you brought up how Julius felt like his dad didn't really believe in him when it came to the college thing. Julius uh, might be a little scarred by that because, I mean, he's not giving any grace to Kyle. I mean, he's on his ass at every turn, Puya. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, what becomes abundantly clear is that Julius's validation, a lot of it came from doing well in, and showing up in these reunions. Because I feel like, you know, because I think Julius is the older brother, right? Julius is the older brother, yeah. but has been overshadowed by the chosen one in the family, which was Uncle Phil. So when they were both going super competitive mode on trying to win stuff, I think all of us were on the same page and we're like, you don't need this, Phil. He needs it more. You got to let him have it. And you were not wrong. He rode his son. Like, uh, were they playing? Was it Spades in the beginning or was it? Did I see Dominoes? They started off with Dominoes. I can't, I hate Dominoes, Lord. Give me Spades any day. And uh, this is exactly why I hate Dominoes because, you know, uh, Kyle kind of messed up. He dropped the ball here trying to keep up with Uncle Phil and Julius. And that's the first real crack we see in them. I mean, it's a big crack because when he misses that 15 points, Julius looks like he's disgusted at him. He's not disappointed. He's just like, I can't even look at you right now. Yeah, it was not. And that was just the dominoes. We hadn't even gotten into the other stuff, but you're not wrong. I think the, um, I think the pressure of having to always get out of Phil's big shadow has caused mm -hmm. him to also put that kind of pressure on his own son to, Hey, we need to show up. Cause I mean, I mean, we've seen this. I'm sure this has happened to both of us where, you know, you go to a family member's house and then, you'll hear the the older relatives kind of start throwing compare and contrast on their kids. Well, my kid's doing these three things. Well, my kid's in a play. Oh, my kid did a play last year, which is, you know, pretty, you know, small, small time. My kid is doing football now and is on the football team. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good in like 2003. My kids do, it's like always a competition like that. So, you know, they're like, you have to show up here. There is no excuse, Kyle. Come on. Yeah. Sasha told me that's a big thing for the brown people, you know? She's like, oh, yeah. uh, the aunties like to compare. It's a whole thing. It's not so bad in my family uh, because, honestly, I think they're all getting compared to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm that guy. Okay. <laughs> but no, no I'm, I'm joking. I am a, the laughing stock of this family. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah. on my dad's side, I've got like hella doctors, okay? And Ooh. I found out. And my dad still does this when they'll ask my dad, what did Puya take in university? I took communications, which yeah. a lot of people make fun of you because it's like one of the easier 
you know, degrees. Um, my dad tells people I took business marketing, which is not true. <laughs> and he keeps telling people that I did took business. I'm like, but that's not the case. But again, it's like, how can how, he's trying to market me a little bit higher? I'm like, dad, mm -hmm. listen, I've got the biggest heart of, of the bunch. I win there. I'm fulfilled. I'm happy. These are good things. I've been trying to teach him that me being happy and fulfilled is good and is show off a bull. Whereas if someone's got, you know, is a doctor, but is sad and not enjoying themselves, I'm a little bit ahead of them. They might not see it yet. So I've been trying to teach him that. But my God, it was so annoying to be misrepresented because I'm like, if I ever walk into a room and like, oh, you took business huh? da, 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 and I don't know any of the stuff, I'm going to stutter and I'm going to look a fool. So, <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about your heart when you could just win, Puya. You know, all, all we care about is winning. And in that I'm competition, familiar with that feeling. Yeah. But you won with a big heart. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I, 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 think, I think you made some valid points. Especially when you look at a situation like uh, uh, what is this boy's name? Uh, Kyle. <laughs> so tro Troy, Troy, Kyle, whatever is the boy's name, Kyle? name is. Kyle, we just been saying Kyle for nothing, is and it it's Kyle? Not Kyle. I think it's Troy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that boy's name uh, <laughs> from Bel Air. That guy. So anyway, the thing, the pro the problem with him is that uh, he can't seem to make his dad proud in any moment and Carlton catches on um the two of them have a lot in common they even both play lacrosse which i, I i'm sorry for you i screamed at this joke will makes he says oh two lacrosse players in this family it's a uh, revolutionary i <laughs> yelled like will is still fascinated that black people play this game and uh two in one family is a lot but when Carlton realizes that this is an issue for his cousin whose name i don't remember um uh, so uh when he realizes this is an issue for him uh, it kind of dawns on him that he needs to throw one of these competitions so that he doesn't look, you know, so that, uh, you know, I guess his cousin doesn't feel so bad because Carlton's going through a very similar situation. He's my dad doesn't really believe in me. That's why he keeps signing Will up to be in my area because he wants Will to succeed for the family and Will's going to outshine me. And when the two of them are talking, he realizes well, maybe his life isn't so bad because Julius <laughs> is horrible. <laughs> um, so it's like, I don't feel appreciated, but at least I'm not going through what you're going through. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Kyle's in the trenches. Like Kyle needs this. Let's nice him. Yeah, uh, it's more important to Kyle because at least he's not getting called a weak-ass piece of shit um, <laughs> verbatim. You know, like, uh, dear God. That um, is a lot. Yeah, it is, and it's, a little too much, a little too much. So that brings us to basically, you know, knocking on the door of what is about to be the main event, the big flag football uh, game. And we will get back to that right after these messages. Okay, so I said we we're going to talk about the football game, but we could kind of jump around a little bit because we haven't touched on Ashley's storyline at all. She is the caretaker of the old people. She finds an old person that is kind of grumpy. This is Uncle Earl. Uncle Earl doesn't really talk much. It's kind of rude. These are my kind of old people for you. This is my language. Uh, my love <laughs> language is talking to grumpy old people. I love it. They love me. And they and they, they might not smile, but they're going to tell me about it. Like, you, you're a good kid. You know that, right? I was like, I know. I know I do, Uncle Earl. Uh, and so... <laughs> Ashley is trying to warm up to Uncle Earl. She's doing what you should do. You bring him food and you just wait. He'll come back. And he does. He shows up for dessert. And this is when he finally starts to open up to Ashley and tell her a little bit about himself. Uh, Uncle Earl has lived a, a long life and he 
tells her that he was once in the military as a one of the Tuskegee Airmen. Now, I know, Puya, you're not from here. You know what, what that's all about. No, and I've heard that before, but I did never knew what it meant. Yeah, so they're military pilots who fought in World War II. Uh, they were black, uh, and I, I think a lot of times they refer to them as red tails or the red tail angels. Uh, but they were trained by you know the United States and sent to, to the military just like everybody else. But you know, black people in the military have a, a very strained um, you know uh, history because they were sending these people to go fight for their country. This is their country as well, mm-hmm. um, our country, and. They were still subject to Jim Crow laws. There was it, the military was still segregated uh, during World War II. So they were doing all of this while being discriminated against oh in the God. army and outside the army. Um, and then a lot of a lot of them came back to continue getting discriminated against. Like, don't get me wrong; these are war heroes. But when they came back, not everybody was still respectful of these war heroes. You know, because they were black. Um, I think uh, Davey, Davey Rickenbacker from Survivor, he he went to uh, Tuskegee. That's the name of the school he went to. Um, and so I'm sure he's somewhere trying to fill in all the blanks on here. Uh, personally, I don't care. He went to the wrong school anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's the story with the Red Tails. Ashley's fascinated by that. Because we know Ashley is, uh, she's, you know, a little uh, she's, uh, what, precocious. She likes this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, Uncle Earl has, even has a photograph. And so this is pretty cool. Later on, we see the family take a moment to even honor Uncle Earl because he's the oldest uncle in the family. He's a war hero. And they just hadn't done that before. They hadn't sat down and said, let's give these people their flowers. I'm a firm believer, Puya. I, I, um, like I said, I love the olds. They're my faves uh, because, you know, I deep down, I'm, I'm very old. I'm like 75 at least. Uh, and so I, I get them. I understand. I'm a little bit more cheerful than a lot of them are, but make no mistake. I don't, I'm also very like, I appear cheerful, but I'm very grumpy. Uh, and so I, I too, like sometimes think who's going to tell the story of these people if no one's talking about them, you know, um, uh, like some of my mentors don't even have bios on the internet, right? Which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm in a small town right now. You know, I'm not in Houston like I was. And even then, it's really hard to become somebody where, you know, if you Google a whole dossier of the things that you've done uh, is documented, especially in a time where they weren't documenting a lot of stuff. And so I'm always trying to figure out how do we preserve these stories in a way that we can pass them down um, in a familiar way to, mm-hmm. to keep the story alive so that people don't forget the sacrifices of somebody like Uncle Earl. And so this this scene was it was pretty dope to me. Uh, how do you feel about it? It was very heartwarming. I absolutely love that Ashley didn't give up because I so, you know, there's two types of kids, right? A kid like yourself and Ashley, who's like, you know what? The grumpy old person. I'm fine with it. They might not Mm -hmm. smile, but they're my people. I can break them down or I can talk to them. I don't care. It's fine. I'm the opposite where if I get that negative, like not negative, but dismissive, like I don't want to talk to you energy, I will leave you alone because I'm like, Mm. oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm so awkward. So, (laughs) So I just walk away. So I'm very happy that Ashley did not give up and eventually brought Uncle Earl to a place where he could share his story. And I love that the family by the end chose to, you know, use that moment to to honor someone in their own family who has not only served and protected their country, but also like has literally been a part of all this whole journey with the family. But just because he's being quiet in the corner, no one's paying attention to him. 
put the spotlight on him a little bit. Give him his flowers. Put the spotlight on Uncle Earl. This was so cool to me. Um, but yeah, I'm a pest, Puya. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they, they, you dismiss him to me, and it's gonna attract me. Maybe I have some personal issues. I didn't go to therapy. <laughs> um, so, um, one of the other uh, moments throughout the episode, before we get to the again the main event, um, I noticed that there were moments where um, you know, in Julius and Uncle Phil's battling that. Uh, Will was really tapping into Julius's stories. Like he was talking about this hustling and how he was uh, self-made, and Will was very quickly kind of eating it up. You know, Uncle Phil was offering the alternative of going to college in a more traditional way uh, and having a, a more set-out plan for yourself. But I don't know who you. Maybe it's just me. It just looked like Will had already found different interests in what Julian was talking about. Well, this is yet another person, another adult that's coming into the picture where Will can see, oh, so you don't have to really go down the traditional route to still like, you know, you can go down an untraditional route and not end up on a bad side. And I feel like, you know, he's being told that that's not the case. Ergo, that's why he's been brought to Bel Air kind of to get out of, you know, be kept in a more protected area. But he's looking at Julius like, yeah, hey, listen, Julius is fine. Look at what he's been able to accomplish with no college, but just mm-hmm. hustle and grit. And I have hustle. I have heart. I'm doing all these things that I'm trying to maintain this basketball um, uh, team that I'm going to and school and founders. So I feel like Will kind of sees and is inspired a little bit by what Julius is putting down here. Not to say that he's not by Uncle Phil, but I don't think he's full relating with Uncle Phil. You know, let's think of the moments from season one where he full related with Uncle Phil. The first time we saw any close connection to that was when him and Uncle Phil started shooting hoops that one night. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was like, oh my God, like Uncle Phil like has similar interests to me. That's interesting because I never got that vibe. And I feel like there's still moments like this that prove that, yeah, we're 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 different. I don't think he fully gets me. Yeah, and uh, Will definitely speaks this language. There's a lot of the same kind of energy that he was getting from Doc as well. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what that means for Will moving forward. Like, obviously, he was going to always follow the Doc the Doc storyline. That was going to happen from the moment um, he saw me. Just that, that was it. But with Julius here, I wonder if the show is alluding to maybe Will decides not to go to college, or maybe Will decides to you know, start a business or something like that very quickly. I mean, he, even if he goes to college, if he is getting that NIL money, he could st- do something different. He doesn't have to finish college either, you know? And so um, maybe that's what they're trying to give us because it's a lot of giving us alternative views to what Will can do and presenting them as equal, honestly. Neither one is better than the other uh, because either one could work. You could be successful either way. But the thing is, Will really seems to be kind of leaning toward uh, the way Doc and Julius have been living their lives. Um, so more of that to come, I'm sure. We finally get the football game, right? So it's flag football. You have LaMarcus on the same team as Phil and Carlton, which of course leads Carlton to believe, what the hell, you still don't You still don't believe in me, man? What's up? Um, and then you have Will on the same team as Kyle and Julius. And so for LaMarcus to be a pro football player, they did end up down by like a score. Puyo. How did this happen? It is not a good look for LaMarcus. <laughs> like, you can't be a pro and then not be in the lead going into the last play of the game. You just cannot. Yeah. 
and it's the last play of the game. Uncle Phil draws up the plays. All you got, you basically go long, and I'm about to throw it. We'll see what you catch the ball. We win the game. It's it's a wrap. And to Carlton's credit, he really just demolishes Kyle in this moment. They they hike the ball, and within seconds, he's just passed him. He knocks him completely down. And, go, <laughs> and like Carlton's basically like he's like you can't mess with Carlton. You, know, you we talk about Carlton playing lacrosse, but he is still he is still a hell of an athlete. It's the third person in this show he that Carlton yeah, has dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like stop playing with that boy, man. Stop playing on his top dog. So uh, yeah, Carlton uh. Wipes him real quick, and then the ball is coming, and he's thinking about, oh, man, uh, Kyle is going to get cussed the hell out after this. <laughs> and so the ball slips, and he does not catch the ball. Julius and Kyle win, and Will, of course, is, they're all celebrating. <laughs> Will is um, also there. <laughs> yeah, Will is also there. I mean, Will was uh, celebrating quite a bit as well. He was he was putting on a good show. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, this is really a moment for Julius and Kyle to, uh, you know, to – very, very much be proud of each other and to be happy as opposed to what would have happened had Carlton not caught the ball. And so, of course, Uncle Phil catches this, realizes it, and later on goes to talk to Carlton about it and tells him how proud he is of him for one throwing that game because even Uncle Phil knew Carlton didn't miss that ball on I mean, missed that ball on purpose. Yeah. And then also, um, because he wants Carlton to know that he does believe in him. I mean, he's seen what it looks like when your dad doesn't believe in you in the form of his brother in the form of his cousin. Uh, and so, or nephew, I guess, or how his brother is treating his nephew. So it's one of those things where, yeah, once you saw that and you start to see yourself in that, you really got to go make amends. Yeah. Cause I think what was evidently clear with uh, when Julius talked about how, you know, bringing up to Phil that little story about the whole dad said college is more your thing. I think what he saw in Julius and what I gathered from Julius was Julius is talking and boasting about how successful he is and is also saying I did what he didn't think I could do. I proved him wrong, but there's still that bit of resentment there and there's still that lack of closure that like dad believed in me, right? That's very hard. You know, as kids, we hear things that sometimes are very hard to unhear or change the feeling of. So for me, that's what was going on with Julius. And I think Phil was like, I'm not about to let Carlton go through that. I need to make sure that my boy knows no matter what, he is great. I believe in him and he's got this. And hey, what did Carlton do? He showed heart. He showed heart and he missed that ball on purpose. And I can respect that. Yeah, uh, this is a great moment for Uncle Phil as a dad and for Carlton, you know, as a cousin. Um, and this is what is going to lead Carlton to tell him, Will, Hey man, I see I, I see that you really want to get into this uh this whole competition about this founders award and I'm actually okay with it. You know, I don't we don't have to uh we don't you don't have to drop out of this. We can compete and I'm gonna beat you. And Will says, uh nah, I was going to do that anyway and <laughs> I'm gonna beat you. So what we have now is a friendly competition between the cousins to see who will come out on top for the founders award and it seems like it's all above board right now. But Puya for right now. Do you, do you yeah, I was like, do you think it stays peaceful or do we get some of the dramatics from season one behind this award? Hey, all I'm saying is put a cover on the pool. Put a cover yeah. on the pool. He because, can swim now. He yeah. can swim now. Oh, he can. He can. Yeah. He got this. All right, yeah, keep the pool open. Yeah. <laughs> sharp tools because no, I think that it's all well and dandy right now, mm-hmm. but a flag football game is loads different or spades is loads different than 
an award that could potentially be your ticket to the Ivy Leagues. I think that is vastly different. And I think that even though Carlton is like, I welcome this, this will be fun competition. I think there's a part of Carlton that's like, it's fun because I'm going to demolish him. But if it doesn't go his way, I don't think that's going to end well. Yeah, I'd say Carlton would have been the MVP of the episode for me. If it wasn't for Aunt Viv, she finally does get her flowers at the end of the episode because she, one, is dealing with this whole Erica thing in her head. She's thinking the whole time, this woman's trying to work her way back in your life. And there's really nothing we can do about it because we do need to leave that option open. And so her and Uncle Phil have agreed that they're going to uh, keep continue to uh, have that option available to work with Erica. And that means she's going to be around a little bit longer. Of course, Aunt Viv doesn't love that. She's been running around behind everybody, especially Mama Yamacraw, uh, Granny. And so she also has a ton of people in her house. And so I feel like she was doing a whole lot for Uncle Phil just in general. This was and she even tried to show off her art at one point. Uncle Phil shuts it down, like, hey, I need you to help me out. So she was doing the most. And Mama Craw is what I'm gonna call her. She went Mama. to uh she, she went to uh Aunt Viv and says, you know what? I can tell this is you, you know, like it, yeah, billionaire banks, this is house, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, behind every, you know, great man is even greater woman when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. she does get her shine on a little bit. And I really like that for you. No, I loved it too. And I love that um, you know, all the work that she did did not end up being for naught. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Mama Yamakura does bring up like we hosted a bunch of these and I saw how they went. You know, uh, dad was always the one that got the praise and was like the face. But I know how much work I put in. And I love that they were able to, you know, have that bonding moment, especially tapped in with uh, let me get you another drink. Don't worry. I won't tell Phil about this one. Say, all right, can you put a little bit more vodka in this one then? Yeah. <laughs> turn turn it more. up a little bit. Turn it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is when the family reunion for me becomes a family reunion because now we've done the fun and games, the alcohol is flowing, you know, and that's when I start to relax a little bit. And uh, the soul train line is starting as well. <laughs> and so uh, for my family, it is not a function until you have uh, slid on down that soul train line and gave it your best. Uh, and so this felt like home for me. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it. I was like, man, this is a, it's a very feel good episode. Uh, but one of the things we haven't really talked about is that um, Hillary seems to be one of the few people who's not enjoying this because, as we know, she is blowing up Jazz's phone um, and he's just not responding. Like, she, her eyes are glued to the phone. And the only person who seems to notice is LaMarcus. So he comes in. Yeah, he comes in to get her. He read projects in his, in, into the house and he takes her outside to dance. But as she's leaving the room, dancing on out to their quote-unquote song, their song, LaMarcus and Hillary's song, you know, their, their special couple song, um, she leaves her phone and gets a text from Jazz who tells her, come on through, let's talk. And she's definitely going to miss that text. Puya, this is not great. No, this is not great, but also Jazz is an idiot. You yeah, know there's a the reunion. You got invited yeah. to a reunion. You're telling her to dip and come to yours? Get out. Mm-hmm. You got an open invite right now. Walk up. Yeah. And this is bad because you waited this long. She sent you so many messages. And Jazz, you cannot be upset that she doesn't respond to the one message you finally send back. You know, you send like you. The end of the night. This feels booty call-ish. Yeah. And, you know, and it, and it might be, which is fine. But if you've been standing me up all day, you know what I'm saying? Like that, 
that's probably not going to be uh, like a, a text message that anybody is going to take and, you know, and really be happy to get. If anything, Hillary's probably going to go over there to start an argument because it, yeah. it's warranted here. Um, but, you know, there is that you know, tiny misogynist brain thing I still have going on. It's like, yeah, but what took you so long to text me back? So you was outside dancing the whole time. What's that about? You know, like uh, that lizard brain is, it comes out and be like, yeah, so you go text me in the morning. Oh, you went to sleep early. Oh, okay, cool. But you was really with LaMarcus because there's nothing really, unless Hillary literally responds to Jazz and says, I was dancing with LaMarcus, he's not going to be happy when he finds out that that's why uh, Hillary missed his text message. Yeah, thankfully he won't know, I'm assuming, because you can just put it under, it was a whole reunion. There was like 800 people at my house. Like, you know, my phone wasn't on me. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that should work. But again, Jazz is not moving logically right now because he's emotionally invested. Remember, the, the two of them, Hillary and Jazz, both felt very insecure about their relationship. They're so different, all this other stuff. Um, she didn't want to claim him at first. She didn't want to post him on Instagram at first. He's got a lot of red flags. So to your point that you made earlier, I can see the breakup coming for you. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the start of the relationship with the I'm not going to share it, I think that helps build the insecurity that jazz is now finding himself in that compounded with um jazz now kind of doing what he thinks is his revenge of i'm just not going to talk to her i'm going to ice her out and it's mm -hmm. working because she's clearly like obsessed and messaging me but then also i'm still insecure so that's not solved yet and then you know the way they made the one-two punch of the family be like yeah uncle phil and Aunt viv didn't seem to have too many reservations about jazz they were just a little shocked after the fact but mm -hmm. then they introduce lamarcus who suddenly uncle phil is inviting to the damn reunion granted he's there for the football of it all but that's how tight they are that he can call him and he comes in right so that's not good and then also the whole thing with um jazz's parents not really working out real great at the beginning i feel like these are not enough reasons for me but they're making them seem big enough that i just fear that we're gonna have a separation to come up soon and let me tell you, I'm not going to be a happy boy when if if and when it does happen. Because, again, I need one of these relationships to work. Y'all broke up Will and Lisa. That is fine. I can live with that. Then you said Carlton and Yasmin are not really going to work out. I'm fine with that. But if you are telling me that Will and Jackie are the relationship I'm going to be rooting for, you are wrong. I'm rooting for Car uh, Jazz and Hillary. Please. Please. Okay. So what's more likely to happen? The Jazz and Hillary, or I'm sorry, that's the wrong question. Is Carlton and Lisa, because that's still a, a possibility out there, is that uh, more likely to happen than Hillary and LaMarcus getting together? Because we know the Jazz thing oh. seems like it's on the way out, but if you had to pick one, which one are you choosing? If they break up, if Jazz and Hillary break up, there's no world where LaMarcus isn't going to be in the picture. There is no mm -hmm. world where that's not going to happen. I will hate that more than if Carlton and Lisa are together. Because at the very least, yes, the whole Lisa Will thing is a thing we've seen. The door's not fully shut. It feels like they just shut it, but also he has Jackie to fall back on. And, and you know, that relationship is a thing that's happening. So I would be more okay with that than having to see, because Jazz isn't going to leave the picture. He's still good mm -hmm. friends with Will. So 
I don't want a world where Hillary and and Lamarcus are together, and then Jazz is there giving sad puppy dog like eyes, feeling awkward, and then Will is there, and everyone's awkward, and I'm just begging for Jazz to leave and go listen to Drake or something, yeah. as opposed to be in the room. I will 100% take Carlton and Lisa more at that point. Yeah, but that leads me to ask what happens now because Will does have the information that LaMarcus is out here moving dirty. And um, does he feel loyalty to Jazz to let him know what's going on? I think Will is going to try and push both of them. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's the place I see Will being is he's going to try and nudge both of them, try and pair and trap them a little maybe, or try and fix this. I know that his whole thing was, I'm not trying to get involved, but now he knows information that he can't just sit idly by and, and let happen. Because, you know, not that, again, not that Hillary would act on anything by any means, but, you know, you being boys with Jazz and hearing this guy who you related to say, I'm persistent. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna win Hillary back. You're like, ooh, the, I kind of see a little bit of myself there. I would totally do that. I need to do something about it. So, just like you and your lizard brain, and you're seeing mm-hmm. some of the things Jazz sees. I think we'll see some of the things Lamarcus does and thinks. Oh yeah, I would totally do that. Okay, damn, I need to do something about it. So, yeah, I want to live in a world where Will goes to Hillary and says, "This is what Lamarcus is about to do," and then Hillary says, "Okay, let me shut this down," but. I know Ooh. that's 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 I don't think that's gonna happen. I think uh that's too snitchy for Will, I feel like it it is, but it's kind of like well, he knows his loyalty should be to Hillary. It really it's, should it's be your family. Yeah, it should be to Hillary first, then Jazz, and then Lamarcus. So I would be throwing Lamarcus under the bus probably Immediately. And, leaving, and leaving the ball in Hillary's court. Now you could do whatever you want with that information, but don't say I didn't tell you. Um, <laughs> and so when Jazz finds out, don't look at me. Because I told you exactly what was going on. So I wonder where that's going to lead to. There's a ton of possibilities. You know, uh, we could see Will versus Hillary if, if if he goes and snitches to Jazz. We could see Jazz versus Will for not telling him. There's a lot of potential here. But there are only four more episodes left. Puya, I love the episode. It was fun. We had games. We had family. We had uh, drinks, dancing, all the things you could ask for in the episode. Um I think I agree with you. This is this might be my favorite one. Yeah, it was my favorite. Again, the nostalgia of a reunion hit for me. Um, this was the first time we've seen Uncle Phil's mom in the series. And we did have, I remember the episode from Fresh Prince where uh his mom and dad showed up and then they went to the they went to a play or something, and and the mom pulled out a Tupperware and passed it down the lane. Oh no, they were mm-hmm. at dinner. They were at dinner and she pulled out a Tupperware. It was great. And I remember that. I remember that so well. And to see finally the Yamacross side come into full swing here, I did love quite a bit. And um, I feel like this kind of felt like a mid-season finale. I think we're gonna about to pick up a lot of steam. I think things are going to get a lot more serious before they get light like this. So I'm going to enjoy this while we had it. Yeah, we got the Zeke moment, you know, with the parents coming in. or oh, at least The with- Zeke moment so good. Yeah. Yeah, we got Zeke uh, in this episode. So, yeah, I appreciated it a lot. I love a good throwback to the original series. Um, but, yeah, the we're past what would be the midpoint of this second season, and we got a few more episodes to go. So, remember, please subscribe here at Post Show Recaps or uh, Bel Air at Post Show Recap to keep up with our coverage moving forward. Until then, Puya, what you got going on? 
Well, people can find me on Twitter at Puyaism, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya, on YouTube.com slash Puyaism, working on some projects there as oh. well now. Oh, yes, that's sir. Yeah, man, doing some uh, editing, some videos, and putting out content exclusively for that channel, as opposed to streaming on Twitch exclusively, of course, where you can find me three times a week. And then as far as podcasts go, um, I have 90 Day Fiance, as you know, has been going well. I've been loving this season. And uh, both my plugs today, I'm plugging with the same person. Liana was my guest on 90 Day this week, and Liana and I are going to be talking about Mass Singer as well this week. So it's been a double dose of Liana for me. A lot of fun when she's on. So definitely check those two podcasts out. Okay, y'all. You heard it right here. Check out Puya's YouTube stuff. Like Again, this is news to me, and I will be uh, yelling at him when we go off the air for not telling me about this. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, tweeting out the links to all the stuff that I'm talking about, including uh, my dose of Liana for the week. I will be with Mike Bloom and Liana at the B&B next week to talk about yes. Survivor on Rob Has a Podcast. And so very excited because – those two people are hilarious, Puya. I don't know how you live with Liana. She is ridiculously funny. I I don't I just don't understand. Uh, so <laughs> I get to spend uh, the day with Mike and Liana and play some games uh, about Survivor. So check that out. Um, this most most recent episode of Survivor was pretty. It was cool. So see what they got to say about that on the BNB. Um, also on Rob has a podcast. I'm still talking about Netflix shows with Rob Sesternino. This week on Nothing But Netflix, we talked about the show. Um, uh, I think it's on some uh, undesirable. No, 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 not that one. See, that's how you know it's because unstable, unstable. unstable. The yes. one with the uh, Rob Lowe. With Rob Lowe, I mean, his face is very taut. It's, you can tell it's been pulled tight. He's a very pretty man. Um, but yeah, we talked about Unstable the first two episodes, and then we got into some spoilers. Rob liked the series. I liked it so, too. So check that out. Watch it. And then uh, go check out Nothing But Netflix to see what we thought about it. Uh, here on Post Show Recaps, of course, still talking about Abbott Elementary with Gia Worthy. We got two more podcasts left, but it's going to take us two weeks to get to them. So next week, check that out, uh, the penultimate podcast. And then the following week, we have the finale. And so keep up with me and Gia on Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap. And then also on post-show recaps, on the, uh, we're talking about Snowfall on the PSR Connect. And so myself, Mari Forth and Latanya Starks are talking about the final season of FX's Snowfall. Um, so if you're following that, if you just got into it, check us out. Listen to what we got to say about this last season. Tune in, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. And then while you're on the Connect podcast, check out the coverage of Swarm. Uh, it's Amazon Prime's show, uh, basically, uh, you know, from Donald Glover, from the mind of Donald Glover and, uh, you know, all this other stuff. But it's uh, like a horror comedy type situation. Very weird. Um, I guessed it on the second podcast. Uh, so episodes two and three, I believe. Uh, and so they're up to episodes four and five on the podcast. It just re- was released. So check out Mari and Latanya talking about that. Uh, and I believe we, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Grey's Anatomy, uh, this last month, March of Grey's Anatomy is over, and so Ariel and I are just getting started here on our podcast, Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy, uh, where we will be talking about, you know, basically catching everybody up on the month in Grey's, and then potentially doing some deep dives into some of the characters, um, Ariel and I have not recorded yet, but it's coming soon, so check that out as well. And again, uh, follow at Post Show Recaps wherever uh, you are on social media. And subscribe to Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but, booyah, it's been fun. But we have to tell everybody goodbye. So until next week when we come back for Season 2, Episode 7, uh, I'm Chappelle, and I will talk to you later. Peace.